Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's episode 189 of the Audible Farm Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Couchtown Coffee. Couchtown Coffee, you guessed it, it's roasted right here in Iowa. It's my favorite coffee. I drink it every morning. It's been a while since I've ordered some, though, so I gotta make an order. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to CouchtownCoffee.com. I'm gonna find a coffee I like, and I'll make an order that way. I'll let them know how I want it roasted. You can customize just about anything on this coffee. The best part about it is Couchtown is offering 20% off to the listeners of the Audible Farm podcast. And all you have to do is let them know Audible Farm sent you. So when you go to their website and make an order yourself, just let them know Audible Farm sent you. Boom. 20% off. Why? Because Couchtown Coffee is that awesome. Thanks, Couchtown. This week, I am sitting down with John... John Waugh from Three Finger Betty. Pretty much, John is Three Finger Betty. I've had him on the podcast a couple times before. I also play guitar in Three Finger Betty. And uh, we've been doing some shuffling around with the lineup. Things like that. We played a show this last weekend on this episode. We talk about it. Uh, We did record this podcast episode before the weekend show. So it's going to sound a little weird because sometimes, you know, we'll be like, hey, we got an upcoming show this weekend. But then it's like, oh, yeah, this isn't coming out till later. So we talk about it kind of as if it's already happened, but uh, I do want to say now that it has actually happened, what an amazing show it was. We played with a band named Goat Whore, uh, touring band, tons of follows, uh, crazy good music if you guys are into metal and things like that. Uh, otherwise, there was some awesome local support there. Tons of people came out to support the show. I think that local scene is starting to open back up a little bit, and we talk about that in this upcoming episode. We talk about all sorts of good stuff in this one. Uh, John, when we were done with the recording, John was like, we pretty much just high-fived each other the whole episode. And it's like, yeah, well, well, kind of. But we're buddies. We play in a band together. Lots of cool stuff happening in the Three Finger Betty front. I'll talk a little bit more about that in the outro. But for now, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I'm sitting down with one of my good buddies and bandmates, John Waugh of Three Finger Betty, of The Shit Kickers, and the sleepover that's right he's in three bands check out this episode it's the audible farm podcast with your host peter stockdale i am sitting down today with john Waugh, and uh we don't have any plans really for this as to what we're going to talk about. Uh, we do have a few things to talk about, though. Uh, on a recent podcast, they did bring up that we went to Chicago. That show <laughs> was absolutely wild. Um, I mean, it's kind of crazy. Like, when I talked about it initially, I was like, yeah, we played in a taco shop. And, uh, <laughs> yep. like, that's legit. So what, what's your take on uh, playing in a taco shop? Because, I mean, that's honestly the first time. I say taco <laughs> shop, and it's like Mexican restaurant. It was like a restaurant. So, like... Never played in a Mexican restaurant before. Uh, it was, yeah, it was, I thought it was a lot of fun. I lived in Tucson for a while, and that place had better carne asada than any place of its kind I ever had down there. Oh, nice. Uh, at that stage, I was just like, okay, uh, for whatever reason, somebody here puts on punk rock shows, but this is where the mariachis usually stand, was kind of what I was thinking. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, the stage was, it wasn't, like, small, you know, and they had a little space for people to stand and listen to music. And, and the patrons, by and large, we, like, 
loud punk music didn't drive families away. They stayed and ate their food. Which honestly blew me away. Like, And I mean, I, I try to speak about it nicely when I talk about it, but it's like, Three Finger Betty's not for everyone. I mean, that's like the nicest way I can say it, you know? And punk music's not for everyone. But it's like weird that there was like families in there with like kids and stuff like eating eating meals and just like enjoying them and talking to each other and there's just mm-hmm. punk music going on over in the corner. Uh, yeah, I've, uh, I've said it, I've said it for, for years after, after living in Arizona, I get what anybody said. I, we call I don't, whatever Latino, Hispanic and American on their Mexican and Mexicans are cool as hell. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, they put they're on all great, cool people. Yeah, man, they put on a hell of a show over there, you know, and it's it's it was just such a fun time, you know, going there and doing that. Uh, everybody was really 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 nice. Sound guy was really nice. It was just uh, such yeah. a such a fun time to sit down and talk with everybody there. I, and uh, a little a little two year old boy is uh, I don't know who, who if mom or dad gave him money, but he came up and gave us a tip. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Some get a little bit of tip. That's pretty fun. Dick. Someday when he's a teenager, he's going to, like, find some old toy and it's going to have a three-finger Betty sticker on it. Oh, yeah, you never know. <laughs> That's funny. He's like, what is that? Yeah, the sticker thing is really fun because, I mean, like, I've been all about stickers. Uh, usually whenever they're on sale or you can get a deal somewhere or, like, you know, you and I or somebody in the band will buy some. So we usually have a decent stock of stickers. And, uh, we, you know, if you buy something, we usually give, give them out or whatever you throw a tip, we'll give you a sticker or something, just anything kind of fun like that, you know? So I always wonder where our stickers are, where are they at? Who's, where are they stuck to things or who's got them? I don't know if they uh, got scraped off, but I know, uh, somebody who shall remain nameless stuck a lot up in between here and Colorado last summer. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's fun to stick them out on the road and see what people you know see or think or like whatever especially with a name like that that's just like uh should i even google this you know like but honestly if you if you google it with a safe filter on where the you know first return quite obviously because there's not much that can bypass that safe filter <laughs> oh it's hilarious but yeah i mean like i've always loved stickers and i've always loved that kind of stuff but yeah chicago is fun uh i i don't know it was kind of you know a wild trip for for our, our bassist, you know, as far as like, you know, going to the, the wrong address and having to like reroute himself and which, uh, he found out was not always easy in, uh, Chicago. Yes. We were calling it Chicago, but Chicago was a good hour away from where we were. Yeah. I mean, it, it was like, I can't remember. <laughs> I, I looked it up on a map. It was 20, 30 miles, something like that or something. Yeah. But it was still, you know, by the time you got a hop on a couple different roads and get down there uh in rush hour traffic it wasn't as easy or yeah busy evening traffic i guess but like it took me almost an hour to get to wicker park at like three in the afternoon oh wow yeah that's crazy so you know it's it just is what it is you know that's city traffic but it is fun to go to the big cities and play shows you know and kind of see other bands you know i had mentioned on a previous podcast that we ran into the band jerk again yeah which uh I believe we played with them in Omaha, right? Yep. Punk Rock Barbecue in uh, Omaha last year. Yep. And they were really good. I bought their CD and their shirt. Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah, I remember, like, I think that's what it was, was I saw one of their shirts, and I was like, hey, we saw these guys before. I think our merch was right next to theirs, right? In Omaha? It might have been. I don't remember. I, I I feel like they played right after us for some reason, too. Oh, nice. 
uh, maybe I'm making that up, but I, it just seems like I remember that. You know, that was actually a really fun show, that Omaha show we ended up playing. I don't know if we've talked about that on the podcast, but yeah, that was that was tons of fun because like uh, there was a lot of bands, a lot of people, a lot of stuff going on, rain or shine, it still rocked, and you know, it was also like, I thought it was going to be like, man, there's so many bands, going to be a pain to load on and load off, and it was all really quick, everything went well, it was a pretty awesome show. Yeah, it uh, after that rain, dealing with the rain and the first band, they, uh, yeah, everything was smooth. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's also like kind of a fun thing that Jerk was from Las Vegas, and we like we've played with him twice, and neither time has been yeah. in, in Des Moines, which is where we primarily play the majority of our shows. So no. I don't know. But hopefully, we see Omaha again before too much longer because uh, met enough people there and saw, it, and uh, they bought a lot of merch. So Omaha. Yeah, I mean, like, that's the other crazy thing is, like, we've been pretty well received, you know, in Omaha, but you still, it's still not as easy as just, you know, having somebody else book you. Sometimes you got to put out feelers and be like, hey, are there any open dates that, you know, might have a show that we might fit on, you know, or whatever. So, like, it's not always as easy as just waiting for somebody to call you. Sometimes you got to put out the feeler, too. All them, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, like, it seems, some people might seem say that seems like you're, you know, you're reaching for it or whatever. And maybe you are, but, you know, that's also the way to do it. Maybe you're reaching for it for it because you want to do it. There you go. That's a good way to do it. Yeah, that's a good way to say it for sure, for sure. You know, and I mean, that's kind of. I think that's kind of how we got on the the uh, punk rock tacos show. Uh, yeah, I don't know if. I think uh, it's Noah Corona on Facebook. I think he posted in in all Iowa punk or whatever group like anybody interested in doing this thing in via park and i was maybe you saw it and tagged me or whatever or i saw it and i was I'm, just like everybody knows uh, me everybody knows me knows i'm good for that stuff i'll see stuff online and just be like this band this band this band I'll like tag stuff in it like we should play here you should play there you should hook these guys up so yeah i think i probably tagged you i tagged it and he liked it like or whatever i i responded or did whatever he liked it right away so i sent him like a link to our band camp and a message say yeah we'd play and like it was it was on as of before the day was over oh yeah totally i mean like for people that if you're daily listener to this you understand that like john does the majority like the booking and things like that for but for people that are listening to this you know blindly this might be one of your first episodes yeah john does like you do a lot of that work for three finger betty behind the scenes uh and by a lot of it i mean a hundred percent of it because most like even if people message me and they're like hey this i just like i'll tag you (laughs) and i'm just like what do you what do you think about this because you're kind of the guy you know I got to do the communicating. Yeah, you know, and that's that's the best <laughs> thing to do. You know. It works. I mean, it. I'm glad that you're there because I feel like it's nice having somebody that's uh, nice and diplomatic. But I also feel like it's nice having just like one person to turn to for all that where it's just kind of like, you know, throw it in the group chat, run it up the mill to you, see what you think, you know. Um, kind of get everyone else's consensus on, it, consensus on it and then just go from there. Yeah, it's... <laughs> How it works yeah i finally to sometimes and and I, I don't say this to offend anybody i've told no to it took a while to learn how to say no like because they're still i like i want to take every offer 
period, just because it, 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 one, it doesn't work with schedules. I just, I'm not trying to sound arrogant either. At this point, certain offers, it's like, yeah, what is, that doesn't, that doesn't do much for us. And I don't, if, if it does, if I don't think it does much for us or if it does much for them, especially at the same time, then I'm like, okay, is this worth doing? Nice. And that sounds very negative. Like I'm like, no matter who it is, I'm like, yeah, I want to play, but. But I, I see what you're saying. So I, I, I look back to like the first year I played with Betty. I think we played like 20 shows, 25 shows. The second year I played with you guys, we played like 50 or something. It was it was insane. We played so many shows, 40. I have it somewhere written down. It was a lot. I don't know exactly what the number is. But we got to the point where we were taking like literally every single show. You know, it's like, yeah, we'll play a, a Friday show, a Sunday show, and a Tuesday show and – you know, but then like when you start like booking those like weird like Tuesday early shows with all local bands and, you know, 17 people show up and you're like, well, of course, because everybody played this weekend and everybody went out and saw us this weekend, you know, or they're all going to go to the mm-hmm. bigger show with the touring band next week. You know, so there are like weird certain shows sometimes where it's like, I don't know, this might this might not be worth it. But like the other thing that people have to consider is I also have to drive two hours one way to get to any show. So. And as far as weeknights go, uh, we're not uh, teenagers. Uh, we have jobs. Yeah, I mean, we will pull the occasional Sunday or weekday but, show, but yeah, but we we're gonna we're we're not gonna get any sleep. And yeah, that's just the trade. Yeah, I know that that comes back to a topic I see come back up over and over again online in the in the threads for bands and things like that. Uh, and it's come back around recently, and it was uh, leaving early from a show. And I'm glad that, like, what I saw in the comments, a lot of people were pretty understanding about, like, I understand sometimes bands travel from, you know, far ways away or people might have, like, crazy work schedules where it's like, you know, the show starts at 9 and we're the second band and I got to work at 5 a.m. So as soon as we're done, I'm sorry to the headliner, but I'm out of, you know, there's stuff like that that goes on. So there were people that were at least understanding to the plight of some of us musicians that are, like, you know, in my shoes where it's, we've played shows where it's like, all right, I left Des Moines at 11 and I got back home, at, you know, after 1 and uh i gotta work at seven you know i've had like you know times like that before and it's it's not fun like you said we're not we're no spring chickens anymore either <laughs> no that drive back was a it was doable but that was a long one from uh via park uh yeah uh yeah i i think all of us drove back and uh yeah. on the way back and i I mean, I did the same thing. I drove back and I I stopped at a gas station. It was just like, all right, I'm gonna get out and stretch and walk around the car and do that whole thing. And I, I needed one of those just to get up and move around again. And it was, it's funny because I mean, you think back to like back in the day, it's like, yeah, I'll drive a whole tank of gas without without getting out once and be okay with it and do it again. It's like, what? You're gonna drive for like ten hours and just like sit in a car? But I don't know. Yeah, but did it yeah i mean that's another thing you know it's it comes down to the fact where you know i guess if you're in a band that wants to everybody wants to go play that show i guess it's it's doable and then go ahead and do it and i mean we all agreed and we all wanted to go do it we went you know we went to quote unquote chicago you know i always i just call it chicago but like you said it's we were in the outskirts you know so uh but you know what's that Punk in the suburbs yep yeah you got it buddy yeah i mean like We've played other places too, like Omaha and Kansas City and Minneapolis, and some of them might be like, you know, whatever. 
right outside of town, but we played all those places though too, so it's kind of cool. No, it's good to get out there. So, have you ever went back and watched? Um, for those that don't know, Three Finger Betty's very first show was recorded and put online. And if you go to the Three Finger Betty uh, YouTube page, you can actually find a link to it there and and watch it. But yeah, okay, think back to that. And were you ever thinking like, yeah, we're gonna be a band that's gonna have like four people in it. We're gonna take it to all these big cities and stuff and actually put out albums and i had no idea uh this band exceeded any goal i probably consciously set for it four or five years ago yeah i mean that's another thing to think of was like you've went through some changes over the years and like four or five years ago was when like i joined the band and it was just like what's the objective here you know now that you've got enough people where you can shred leads and i can do backups and you got people who are talented that want to fucking do things. And, ooh, I just dropped a bomb there. Uh, but, yeah, that want to do things. And so, like, what do you <laughs> – John's making faces. Ooh, doing the Razor remote. Ooh. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, thinking about that kind of stuff, you know. And it's kind of crazy to think about that because that was like, you know, this will be nine years of Three Finger Betty this year on Halloween. Coming. So Yeah, I don't know. It's – I guess all I ever wanted to do was be able to play shows when I wanted to. And I, I wasn't like super concerned about the size of the space. Didn't matter to me. Yeah. So it was like, well, I wrote these songs. Should probably go try to play them. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, in a sense, that's kind of how everyone starts out though, too. It's like, uh, there was a saying, what was it? Was it in a, I think it was in a rancid song, but it's like, if you got a garage and an amp, we'll play anytime. And so it's yeah. one of those kind of deals where it's like, yeah, I'll play anywhere. And that's kind of what we were geared towards for a while. Just trying to establish the fact that it's like, yeah, we rock. We're here. We're making music. We're kicking butt. And then, you know, just to make sure we are on the map. And then it's like, well, okay, now we're going to a thing where it's like, don't ridiculously overexpose yourself to the market. But yeah, I say that as we were like initially had booked three shows in a week at three different well, venues and one canceled. Yes. Talking about coming up. This yeah. won't, this before it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean like, I mean, let's, let's talk about some of that stuff. I mean, it's going to be hard to like regal on the fact that we're opening up for goat horror on Sunday. Um, yes. Because like, like we said, this will, this will come out next, next week. So yeah, we opened up for goat horror, man. It was awesome. Wasn't it? It was amazing. I can't believe it. <laughs> open for all that metal uh the magic the magic of radio yeah i mean that's kind of cool that we get opportunities like that though because like like i said those those years where we were grinding away and just crushing it and just opening up and playing with everybody and anybody uh we kind of got our foot in the door i saw recently that it was uh four years ago almost to the day that we opened up for bewitcher oh man so um that works weird yeah it's kind of crazy Four years later, we're opening up for another just like crushing heavy metal band. So it's like uh, we did that with uh, Night Demon as well uh, when they came through twice. You know, so there's a lot of those types of bands where it's kind of cool because they'll they'll pull the trigger on us, and it's uh it's odd because there are some heavy bands in Des Moines, but at the same time, like not all heavy bands are the same. You know, and since this is coming out after that show, which was just incredible, and you missed it folks you missed it yep uh but a shout out to the other uh openers that have uh, been added two of des moines finest metal bands uh 
grab a Samana and uh, a Legion. Oh, sweet. That's going to be cool. Very good. <laughs> good people. Yeah, I'm stoked for that. That'll be really fun. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm really glad we got thrown on that bill with them, you know, and it's, uh, it's really fun to just be able to go out there and play those shows because that's something that, you know, as I've changed over the years and started playing with other types of bands and other types of shows where like I play shows where there's we're playing for three hours and there's nobody else there you know and these are shows where it's like well this is a three-hour show and there's four bands on it you know so it's kind of weird to go from like one to the next and things like that but like it's also fun to have the ability to go to a show and just be like oh the majority of this time I don't have to do anything you know I can I can enjoy a lot of stuff that's going on for some of this you know so as opposed to like i have to do the work the entire time yeah you know so yeah it's kind of fun you know and in that aspect you get to like run into other bands and stuff. Uh, but you're only on for a half hour yeah 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 i mean you're only on for a short period of time but you know it is kind of cool to like run into those other bands see what they got going on and kind of you know see who else is out there in the scene and support one another you know it's something that i feel like I don't want to say is like lacking in the Des Moines scene, but it is kind of weird. Cause I feel like the bands all like, well, this band books with like five or six bands and those bands are like best buddies and everyone else is kind of just setting off to the side, you know, like we don't really interact with them too much. We know they exist or whatever. It is kind of weird that like it, it feels like that, but I feel like we're in like a magic spot where like we fit in with the punk bands and we fit in with the rock bands and we fit in with the metal bands. So we kind of have this weird, like hot spot where we can kind of, say hi to everyone a little bit it's it's good and it's the mix of people in the band that achieves that i think to a large degree some of the back too uh but uh i was talking at uh the show where we opened for dri Uh, i was talking to tim from elysian and he was because he was working the door and uh we were just talking about and you've talked about this how the des moines music stuff it's there it always is but it kind of goes through these weird ups and downs and uh like right now it's kind of on the up but to a large degree he made the comment that we all kind of get along right now yeah like you know what i mean yeah and it's it's not like there's any and more cheese and get along with resurrection mary and boggs and that crowd and yeah eat mix yeah it's i feel like it's like you said the bridges are starting to come together and it's not like there's any gatekeeping going on or like you guys don't belong at this venue you can't play here there's none of that really going on but there there is a little bit of favoritism played but that's it's expected and understood in every market of every aspect of every you know of life in general you know it's just the way well and also Folks that book these bars are trying to make a profit. Bingo. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, like, you know, we're not going to book three figure Betty at what, you know, whatever beer can alley or something, you know, it just doesn't make sense to do that, you know, so be fun. (laughs) Oh, it'd be great. But like, you know, like we said, it just unfortunately doesn't make sense. So no, uh, can't can't do it. So, uh, you know, I I mean, that also comes down to that understanding of just different bands, different venues, different types of shows that people are trying to do. It's just all just different different stuff so you know and that's the other thing though too is even though like our music might not be their music it is kind of fun to toss us all in there and kind of bridge our audiences and just be like check out this band check out that band you know and um like you said it does accordion sometimes sometimes it goes away sometimes it comes back i've been saying for a while though as like 
uh, the market has been changing and everything out there has been kind of weird. Like, uh, there's been a lot of music out there. There's been a lot of music out there lately. There is, and people are coming out of their COVID holes. Yep, finally, yeah, which is nice. Everybody's got to do it for themselves. I'm not telling anybody what to do, but folks are coming out. Yeah, haven't been out in a while. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of funny because, like, with all the inflation and everything that's been happening, there's like the least amount of inflation that's happened is probably the entertainment dollar. Yeah. I mean, I haven't tried to go to a really, really big show in a while, but like all the smaller shows I go to, like they're all the same. They all cost the same. It feels like yeah. every show to go to is it's <laughs> they're free now instead of five dollars. They're all free, you know, or something. But like, well, they're still five dollars. They're five dollars fifteen years ago when I was going to them. It doesn't make any sense, you know. But it's I feel like we've got to ten finally in Des Moines if there's going to be a cover. But the free the free show mart uh, model still holds. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I feel like that's unfortunate, but also like, I don't know. I also feel like it's whatever, you know, go to free shows, support the bands, buy some merch, whatever, you know, free is like, kind of like how, how Vince McMahon treats wrestlers. You're not being given a guarantee. You're being given an opportunity. It's your job to put the asses in seats. You put the asses in seats. You walk away with a lot of money. You don't, you don't walk away with nothing. Oh, that's true. You got to put the asses in the seats. And I mean, it's crazy. And I get that it's harsh, <laughs> but I, I get a large degree, especially if it's a venue that's small enough that can't, you know, throw around $500 and bigger payouts every weekend. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's the crazy thing is like, you know, some of those bands that play for four or five hours, they get, you know, they get paid a lot of money to do so. And I'm, I'm not... You got you to make that money back up somewhere, you know, and you got to bring people in. You got to keep them there. Got to sell the booze. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, though. Like, uh, sell booze to an empty club. Yeah. I mean, that's where we've been really lucky to to get booked recently with like some crazy popular bands, you know, like uh, we played with Raven. Yep. That was nuts. That uh, was yeah. fun. Uh, yeah. Which we played with them before. So that's kind of cool. I- I was still uh, getting over my back surgery at that show. I uh, that night was very fuzzy because I was still on my meds. Oh, nice, nice! That show was crazy. I've I was blown away was- by that. <laughs> uh, we also we also played. Uh, we opened up for DRI. That was a fun one. That was a lot of fun. I was nervous. Yep, yep. I mean, uh, the big crowd. There's yeah. a lot of people. There honestly was. Were we the only local opener on that show? Uh, we were, and then the, uh, touring, there was a touring opener in tent from, I think Phoenix is where they were from. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's right. Hey, they were like a thrash band. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was a good show. That was a really good show. Um, so yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm forgetting another show that we opened up for somebody recently. Uh... But yeah, otherwise travel Chicago feels like we've been all over the map, you know, just doing all sorts of crazy stuff out there and we're about to open up for somebody. Uh, well, goat horror. And then in June, well, uh, got my props. Oh, there you go. Cancer slug show coming up. And if you, uh, if you're at goat horror, you might be able to score one of these, a uh, little preview. Seat what? That has uh, a three finger Betty track on it, a cancer slug track on it, among other things. Oh, cool. I think I'll have tracks on it. That's cool. That's <laughs> Courtesy of the uh, promoter Cranial Nerve Records and uh, Zach Weiss. Yeah, he's been doing some cool stuff. 
he's going all out getting people to show up to this thing. Yeah. I mean, he's been booking some wild shows. He booked us on a couple shows and Yep. Uh, and then the night before it is Gravis Samana's CD release party and Zach's helping. It's a joint promotion. I think they've got some stuff on the CD too. Oh, cool. Uh, so it's going to be two back-to-back nights really good at Lefties. Oh, sweet. June 11th and 12th. June 11th and 12th. There's going to be some good shows going on. Uh, man, I tell you what. Uh, oh, He'd be proud. For those that don't know Cancer Slug, uh, let's explain. Let's see here. I believe they're, they're singer, right? I'm going to yes. see if I can track this back to where, if, if my memory serves me right. So he played it. He sang in a band with, was it Doyle? Who is it? He, uh, when Doyle goes on tour, uh, yeah, I think his name is Reverend Dick Solid uh, from <laughs> Slug is Doyle's singer. <laughs> okay, yeah. So the guy from Cancer Slug sings with a band that Doyle from the Misfits plays with when he's not in the Misfits. Did I say it all right? I think so. So we're to, we're gonna play with somebody else famous, kind of, sort of, you know, kind of. Uh, underground definitely huge. They've if you yes. start, they've got tons of songs. A lot of songs there. and a lot of views. I went to look up some of their songs online, and they've got a lot of views on a lot of their stuff. So yeah, definitely. Um, They're well known. It's wild that that's a thing, though, too, where it's like, I was just like, Cancer Slug, and then you go look them up online, like, oh, oh okay, Cancer Slug, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> oh, of course. So, that was like the, uh, that Living Deads, that Psycho Billy band. Mm-hmm. Like, I heard of them, but I'm not, I don't know that scene, so to speak, and our old bassist, Jeff Furch, was like, yeah, we're taking the show, we're taking the show, and I looked them up online, I'm like, oh, Wow. A lot of people follow this man. Oh yeah, I remember that was at the Fremont, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that it was the well, the husband and wife. Yep. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm not sure if they're a band anymore, but uh... I, I think they did pack it in. I think the guy still does something, but I don't think that band is uh, active. That's cool. I mean, it's not cool, but it's cool that we got the opportunity to play with them when they, uh, you know, we're still going around doing stuff. But we got to. You know, and that's the other crazy thing is even though it's on a local level and it's kind of not like, I get it, like not all these shows are like things that people might necessarily like care about, but like people that like music, you know, that are deep into it might think it's kind of cool. Like we got to uh, play with Chuck Mosley. Yeah, that was a... I mean, let's just, let's just uh, call I'm... a spade a spade. It was a rough show um, yes. just based on the fact that I don't think Chuck was in a great place, but at the same no. time, but at the same time, it's cool we that we got the got the opportunity to open up for him and see him and talk to him. He's a really nice guy. Uh, he even went across town to another bar where they were having another show and played. I think he played another song over there, didn't he? I don't know. I uh, I uh, I was gonna go, but the the downside of that show was uh, the place Chuck was in. I didn't. I honestly didn't want to go see him like that. Yeah. Folks, he died of an overdose like a couple months after that show. Yeah, for he, those for those that don't know, poor guy. Yeah, and it's a it's a sad deal. For a while there uh, on the anniversary of all that, I would make a post with the Three Finger Betty account, and then unfortunately that got you know the Three Finger Betty account. We had to replace it, so now the other one like doesn't exist, and all those posts are all gone, sadly. But yeah, it's but, a, it's, it's a thing. We- What's that? It's a thing we did that nobody can take it away from us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's 
it's kind of cool though like to to be able to have like the opportunities we've had just being in like a, a you know a little local band even though some of the opportunities might seem a little bit uh you know sour or whatever where it's kind of like oh yeah you know like meeting somebody that's that you know is somewhat famous you know and then hearing that they passed away later it's just kind of like oh shoot you know on the same tour no less yeah i mean that was that was an extreme situation that unfortunately sometimes addiction wins yeah yeah that is pretty sad but uh you know we came out the back end of that one uh you know just as strong as ever you know and uh that was like around the time we were recording our first ep which uh, up until that point, you guys, all you had was like a demo that you had recorded with somebody. And the demo, we actually finally made physical copies of. Which for a long time, the demo, like you would just burn copies right on them, give them away to people. If they bought some merch, it's just like, here's the demo, rock and roll, buddy. But we actually have like physical, actual copies with the artwork finally. I think I'd charge people two bucks if that was all they wanted. Oh, nice. Yeah, so it's pretty much just like nothing, you know? It's like... Just give me a little bit of my time back, maybe. <laughs> Pay for the plastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, like, we do have, like, physical copies of that, which um, we, based on, the only reason I really, like, sat down and bought those was because it was never a physical copy. I thought it'd be nice to actually have one. I've got one. Unfortunately, it's just a little too far of a walk away to go grab one. But uh, we, I made the physical copies of those. We, we ordered them in. We got them in and stuff. And. Uh, one of the reasons that we ended up doing that was because we made, not to just like call our numbers out, but we made uh, 200 CDs because we were like, well, 200 CDs, that'll last forever, you know, CDs. And we're almost out of the EP CDs. Yeah, we went through those. We gave some away to radio stations and I sent some to like label punk labels. but Yeah, it's not like we sent 100 of them off or anything though, you know, but... It- 12 max <laughs> which is mind-blowing teen max i don't know i can't believe we sold almost 200 of that it's not like we oh we went platinum or gold or whatever you know certified or whatever but it's still just kind of crazy to be like man we did some stuff we did we did enough to to warrant reordering it i mean like uh, i said i've exceeded every goal like making an ep slash record whatever was kind of the ultimate fantasy when it started. Like if we can just get to where we make one thing and then it's permanent, whatever. Mm-hmm. Do it, and COVID happens, and we release it anyway, and uh, people buy it. Yeah, that's, that's what. <laughs> and I'm sitting like, oh wow. Uh, you know, and hats off to Speed of Sound hey. though, because it sounded great. It did. That's not to say the demo doesn't sound great. They're very different. The demo, very different. the demo is good uh, enough to release and call a demo, though. Oh yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know. It's in the mastering, and I kind of for me because I don't know that put it over the edge. Yeah, I remember hearing the mixing, and as good as that was, we sent it to somebody else who didn't mix it to master it, and I think that was a smart move. Yeah, getting two sets of ears on it, you know. Because the, the master came back, and I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, that, that guy, I went and looked him up after we did all that, because I was like, I don't know who this guy is, and I don't care. You know, and then I looked it up, and I'm like, oh, this guy's done some stuff. Like, he's actually not, like, world-renowned, but he's well-known as somebody that masters stuff um, well for I think, vinyl. 
Yeah, and I think it's a guy who used to be around here, and Clint just knew him. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, Carl Saff. If he's listening, here. what's up, Carl? Great. Great, great job. Great job. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so it's really crazy that we got that, that first EP came out. It was so well-received. Uh, the artwork on it crushed, and I'm sure we've talked about this plenty, you know, ad nauseum. I try my best to, like, not talk about it when I'm actually doing, like, podcasts with people because it's like, this is about them. It's not about us, but this is yeah, about us. a trip for us right now. Heck, yeah. You know, and it's super cool. You know, I, I freaking love the artwork. It's plastered all over everywhere. I modified everything how I needed it for like all the different social medias and stuff for like the banners and all the other crap, you know? And so everything looks all nice and official with the artwork. It's cool to have somebody else doing it. Cause it's, I don't know. It's nice to spread the love around. It kind of sucks to, you know, it does suck to just be like, Oh, I got to pay for this. But when it's done, it's just like, I'm so happy with how this turned out. Cause there's no way anybody I know could have done any better. With what we've got out of that, and as good as it was, we were so criminally undercharged. Like uh, I, I, I'm not, I'm not gonna let. I, I, I won't tell anybody. It, yeah, I mean, it is it, what it, it is. What it is. How we got away with so little money spent on that? Yeah, I mean, it's it's wild though. But like, we've relied on artists to do all of our artwork because it looks better. You know, it looks better. It looks great. It gives everything a look and a feel. You give them like a certain basic design concept and they go to town with it. And usually you end up with something you love. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. There's plus one for hiring an artist. Yeah. But it, you don't, I mean, some people, some, if somebody's in the band can do that sort of thing, there's nothing wrong with keeping in house. Yeah. But, uh, I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I, can, I can make art, but I wouldn't ever want to put it, my name on it and put it out with something and publicize it, you know? And that's kind of like how I feel about, like, recording stuff. It's like, I could record something, but it ain't going to sound as good as what ours did out of speed of sound, so. Mm. Yeah. Yep, which, actually, I might as well uh, transition right on into this. Uh, speed of Sound recorded our second EP. Mm-hmm which is in the works, has been in the works. Uh, I talked a little bit with Misha about it when Misha was on the podcast uh, yeah. a few weeks back. So uh, we talked about that. It is, like we said, we, it's, it's in the works. Uh, when did we record the first part of that? Uh, it's been a little while. I was going to say uh, the final session is scheduled. So That seems to be like, uh, you know, we like I said, we talked about this a little bit on prior podcasts, but it's, Seems to be like one of those things that's like a, a running deal with us. I mean, obviously, we're recording with somebody that's in high demand that is uh, – I always talk about being busy. Misha's busy. Yeah. You know? um, yes, he is. So it's that long, long hours, long days. Like every drop of free time, you're you're scheduling stuff out with other people there, which I get. I totally get, man. You're always on other people's time, and it's uh, it sucks, but we went, I don't know, six, eight, nine, ten months between our recording sessions here, but we're finally going to get it finished and, and done. But also, like, we started recording that, like, right after we released the EP. It was just, like, scheduled now, you know? There's more mm-hmm. more songs. Yeah, it's, God, it's, it's not quite a year. Yeah, it hasn't quite been a year for the EP. Or has it been a year since the EP came out? Has been a year. It's been a year since that. I think since we recorded. I, I don't. But yeah, new EP, new songs, uh, kind of the same 
deal is the other one the other ep we the first one we released there was a, a song or two that was on the demo and uh we're gonna kind of do the same thing with this one we're gonna take a song or two from the demo and slap on some some brand spanking new ones uh yeah dude the new songs are crazy to me let me just say this from like one band member to the next as just like random talkage but like the new songs i they still feel like new songs like we practice enough like we don't practice 50 plus times a year like we used to but you know we practice enough but it still feels like we've played these new songs enough i still know how they all go and stuff but it's still like they still just feel like new songs you know some of the old ones got married in so quickly it's like they don't feel like new songs you know and these ones it was just like we wrote them within a year they're like slated to be recorded wild yeah and then new songs don't come as easy for me as they used to. So sometimes they come in like little spurts like that too. Mm-hmm. So there's like two or three at once. Yeah, which was, which was kind of how it was. Which there's there's a new one we're almost ready to play live, but ooh yes. What's Just that last? One. What's that last part? Just the one right now. Just the one. Yeah, the one new one is crazy because I remember. Uh, so when we practice it, usually it's just kind of like, let's lay down the rhythm parts here. And it's just, and then you're explaining like what vocals go over what parts. And I'm just like, I don't know where the parts are. In this, uh, the, new, the new, new one. It's, and it's not even that difficult. Once you break it down, you finally understand what's going on. But I was just like, I don't get it. And it's a, uh, that was a fun one because we had to pretty much dummy that one down to the most basic we could get it. And then when we finally all got it. Now we're building it right back up to like this vision that you initially had going into it, which is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, have you ever like accordioned a song like that where it's like, because I still remember the first time you showed us, it's like, I want fills here. I want fills here. I want a lead here. And I want this. And we changed it. We tweaked a couple things. But while we were doing that, we had to dumb it all back down to just rhythm parts so we could all catch up with you. Who's a cat? Otis. Otis. Yeah. Otis jumped in on the podcast. Want- there he is. What's that? I wondered when there was going to be a cameo. Cameo. <laughs> cameo. Getting his attention. Yep, the people on the Patreon are getting the bonus. This is what he does. <laughs> Lovely cat. <laughs> always, always, always. Ugh. So yeah, like it, it's kind of crazy to have this finally going to finally get finished, you know? Yeah. Um, it's, I don't know. It doesn't feel the recording's finished. We still got to do a couple things. Like uh, we don't have artwork yet, but Clint and I have actually like bounced a few ideas around with each other just for for fun about like what could possibly be some artwork for this. Um, without talking about it on the podcast, yeah, I don't want to like brainstorm well, let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to brainstorm about it here, but yeah, there could be some fun artwork for that. Uh, some ideas and things like that. I'm sure you guys have your ideas in mind and. Uh, we'll get it released somehow or another. Do you feel like uh, doing another vinyl for that? Uh, I want to. I know there's like a shortage. Yes. But there's part of me. Um, I can lift the phone up and you could see the record case if I really wanted to. Uh, I like my vinyl. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's true. Um, I, I enjoy vinyl too, man. I got a lot of vinyls over here. I don't listen to them as much as I used to, but... Um, we'll see. It might be a thing, uh, depending on when we get the actual tracks, mastered tracks, like how long is it going to take? Or do we know a guy or 
that might affect decisions like that. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of a rough thing where it's like, let's release the album like now, or, you know, do you want to release it four months from now? Or do you want to release it like a year and four months from now? Cause that's yeah. how long it'll take the vinyl to get printed and sent to you. We, we have enough uh, songs recorded. We were going to do a little seven inch somewhere in the mix. So it could be a thing where we could, I mean, yeah, it just depends on how long it takes to get physical, whatever's made. If you can get a seven inch made pretty quick and just throw that out there. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we could make a seven inch, but it's, it's whatever we, it's kind of weird though, too. Cause like our last one was a 10 inch for those, yeah. which for the people that don't know, it's, it's seven and 12 are the two customary sizes. Yeah. So those are like singles, the, the seven inch, they called those 45s cause they spin at 45 RPMs. I got this right, right? Yep. All right. So those also had a bigger hole in the middle and needed like an adapter to be able to set them on like a regular record player. Now they don't. New ones don't. New ones yeah. don't. Okay. So the but, old ones did. They had the big hole in the middle. So yeah, yeah the, that, other, the other ones are like what? Spin at 33 and a third. They're 12 inches. They got a little hole in the middle. L- long plays. LPs. So then we had a 10 inch that was spun at 45, right? Ours is at 45. Now you can do different things with 10 inches. Okay. Uh, like there's a few like uh 10 inch records you see in shops i think i've seen rancid's first album on a 10 inch format cool uh a uh, great band from iowa the slow retreat their eps on a 10 inch cool so i mean i it's not I, I think it's a little underrated yeah i mean it is what it is one way or the other but uh yeah it costs more money to make. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. It's, it, are you justified in it? Like you could put it on a, a 12 inch and then maybe it, you'd have dead space, you know? So there's always that hit or miss type thing. So, yeah, if it like, I feel like if that came out on a 12 inch, I'd feel cheated if it was three songs on each side of the 12 inch. But it's like you did the cool thing. Uh, back when I was young, Tool did this with the cassette version of their first EP, Opiate. When the tape flipped, the EP played again. They put it on both sides in its entirety. Oh, cool. Because it would fit. That makes sense. I'm like, well, if you're going to put a 12-inch out of a 20-minute EP, put it on both sides. <laughs> side A <laughs> and side A. Exactly. <laughs> Is that a misprint? No, that's the same thing twice. They're both side A. Like I bought enough records. What some current bands do, they got a freaking LP that will fit on one disc, but you get you get two discs and it's side A, B, C, and then there's an etching. And I'm like, you're just charging us more. Come on. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. Like, art, don't get me wrong, the etchings and the artwork and all that, it's very cool, but like it also makes the record fifty bucks. Yeah. I mean, we're not big enough to do that. I mean, like with our records, we came out pretty flat selling them because we just kind of wanted everyone to have one if they wanted one. Yeah, we made. Yeah, we're probably broke even on it. Yeah, I mean, when it, when it all said and done, by the time I took one and you took one, and you know everybody gave one to their mom and you know kissed babies and shook hands or whatever we did with them, and who knows how many copies we sold in stores outside of town. Yeah, that's we, pretty cool too. You never know. 
Yeah, I mean, we were we are in a, a lot of like little mini record shops around the place because you and Clint both, you know, kind of went out of your way with handfuls of those to go distribute them out to places that were willing to take them. So, yep, pretty wild. And, uh, sure, you can still get them at the Dark Slide and Red Rooster in Des Moines. Yep, Dark Slide's been really good to us. Red Rooster's always had them on hand, so it's kind of cool that there's places in town that are willing to sell them too. So, uh, you know, records. Who would have thunk? Yeah. They came back. Yeah, man. I mean, it's totally cool. And it's it's cool that we got this EP coming out. All we have left to do is uh, record uh, background vocals, pretty much. Yeah. Like, we got one session. I forgot how many time, how much, how many hours we have to do it. It should take a lot less than we booked. Yes. For time. Yep. Then everybody high-fives each other and goes home afterwards. Pretty much. Yep. So, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Last time around, I don't remember what happened. Uh, I didn't get it, get to book, uh, didn't get to the booking with you and didn't get to do the background vocals last time, which was unfortunate. I don't remember if it was in the winter and there was a snowstorm or what happened, but something, it was also with a little bit of the drama, which we don't need to go into trying to make that first one. It was like, we're not rescheduling this shit again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I mean, that was a thing. Uh, cause I mean, <laughs> The funny thing, yeah, I mean, just to put it as basically as, as possible, like we had uh, initially recorded it somewhere else and we were down to the backing vocals and we could never nail down a time to finish it. So we just went a different route with it. So there, there were was, issues from all sides that. Yeah, it just, it just wasn't working out all around. So we ended up going a different direction. And it was, I think I think everyone else kind of felt the panic when it was just like, we don't want to cancel on them. We also don't want to delay this thing. And this, like, as oddly as it sounds, the backup vocals were like the only thing that held us up last time. So we got to finish them. We just got to do it and get it done. It was like panic or fear, like a deer in the headlights kind of a feeling. Yeah. Doesn't happen now. It might not happen. It'll never happen. Ah, we just got to finish it. We just got to get it done. So hilarious. Yeah, but it's so cool that we're going to have like another one coming out. And it's kind of cool because I. I guess, I don't know, when I joined the band, I'd, I'd seen that you guys did a demo, and I'm like, that's cool, you got an album out already, you know, or whatever, and I was kind of just like, well, what if we put it out there and everybody can stream this stuff, you know, and I kind of just went down the line with the EP and everything, and was just like, let's push it out there to everyone, the EP came out, it's like, man, I'm on like, something that we sat down and we, the EP was like as professional as we could make it, uh, you know, to an extent, it's just like, let's pay someone to record it. Let's, let's make sure they do it right. And they did. And let's send it off to somebody else to master it. Let's do that. Let's pay someone to make the artwork. And we'll pay someone to make the CDs and we'll pay someone to make, you know, we just went down the line and we're just like, made sure aspect was done by pros. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, inlays and everything. Yeah. The whole thing was good. The whole thing was great. You know, so we're going to probably try our best to, to finish off this next one the same way. And like I said, we've got concepts in mind and things like that. We just got to pull the trigger on, on finishing everything else out. So I'm stoked on this. So do you have like a, an estimated release date for this thing? Like, do you think by the end of this year, do you think next year? I would hope my hope, I guess would be by the end of the year. Um, I don't think it'll take too long to get a mix. Cause I have a feeling Misha's everything already and he's just waiting to get the backing vocal in there pretty much yeah um so that shouldn't take too long so i guess it depends on if uh carl can master for us and if he can't what we do in, instead but it definitely uh should get mastered because that made a huge difference yep in quality and uh, then is it possible to press it in any kind of reasonable 
turnaround time on vinyl or not is going to be the question. And the cost effectiveness. The crazy thing about the first time we printed, it was it cost less. There wasn't a shortage. It was pre-COVID. Everything we slid in just under the wire on all that stuff. And now vinyl is like, it. It's so expensive to order vinyl unless you order a lot of it. You can do a run of five hundred. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like that's the thing is like price break at 100 200 500 and 2000 and it's like what and i'm just throwing out random numbers but that's usually what it's like it's like something like that like holy cow that's not cheap no it's not cheap and you gotta you get a lot of them but it's kind of neat to hold in your hands i bet shipping on it'll be a lot more expensive because a lot of this stuff gets done in plants in europe so it's got to go across an ocean yeah i also remember before we um ordered like we ordered ours and like it was before something else happened i can't remember what it was but it was like a uh like a vinyl resin manufacturing facilities there's only like a handful of them in the world and like one of them had burned down uh like like right after we ordered ours so yeah you know that's not helping with the shortage and i mean there's a bunch of people talking about the shortage of you know places to make vinyl and do things with vinyl so uh, we'll see if anything comes of that. You know, it's just like the tube shortage with guitar guitar amps. There's tube shortage because the embargoes and all the other BS going on and factories shutting down and things. So, and I get it, but it is what it is. It'll catch up. Yeah, it'll definitely catch up. So, uh, yeah, new EP coming out. Awesome shows to be had. Uh, obviously, we're this is going to come out after that awesome, awesome goat horse show we played. Uh, cancer slug coming up. Do you remember the date on that? Do you have that on the flyer there one more time? Cranial nerve record presents cancer slug at lefties live music on June 12th, June 12th. Make sure you go the date before on June 11th and, uh, or grab a Samana's, uh, release show on their new CD. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. I got a few of these. If you catch three finger buddy or me around, nice. uh, Although, uh, Zach from cranial nerve can probably, uh, he's probably got plenty between now and the cancer slug show to, uh, distribute at this point still. Cool. So, um, do you have any pre-sale tickets to that cancer slug show? Uh, no, I, I uh, don't think so. There might be, uh, there might be a giveaway before it's all said and done, but, uh, um, you know, selling tickets is a thing. We don't do it very often, and we're not doing it for this. Nobody is, so. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, what was it? DRI, we, we did, did, was that the one we sold tickets for and sold, sold out? All, all of them. The only one we didn't sell, I put in a frame with, a fl- with the flyer. Hell yeah, that's awesome. Almost all of them. That's crazy. Uh, you know, it's crazy when they give you, you know, that we'd prefer if you sell this many tickets and then you end up selling them all. It's like holy cow, that's that's freaking awesome. Which yeah, you know some of we it comes some of it comes down to who's booked. Some of it comes down to us. You know. Yeah. What would you I, say? We don't usually sell a lot. We don't do that very often. I'm like, I don't know if we'll sell. And we almost sold them all. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. And I mean, that's what's cool though too. Is like like you said, we don't usually do it. We haven't always had good luck with it. Sometimes it depends on the show. Sometimes it depends on the day of the week how late at night it is, blah, blah, whatever else is going on in town. So yeah. it's always kind of a crapshoot with that. Exactly. It depends on the headliner, what type of band they are versus what type of band we are. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's always a, a big mishmash. So 
I feel like we found a pretty good niche. Like I said, we established ourselves pretty well as a band that's there. And um, at the same time, you know, it, a lot of that comes down to to booking the shows, which you do a lot of that. And it comes down to, to playing the songs and writing the music, which you do a lot of that. So uh, I say yeah. I say it at the shows, you know, without you, there probably wouldn't be a three-finger Betty. And by probably, uh, there wouldn't be. Because if you just quit doing this, I don't think any of us could <laughs> replace you. So it's, uh, yeah, this is your baby. <laughs> The, the fun part is writing the songs and I hear them in my head and then I bring them and I'm like, well, I didn't know I would have done that, but we'll do it that way. There you go. You know, and that's the other thing is having collaboration. Somebody, yeah, collaboration, man, having somebody around that's flexible, you know, that's just something I got to say, th- be thankful for is, you know, you allow us the flexibility to, to add to your thoughts and visions, you know? Yeah. Well, every band, other band I play in, uh, whenever I join, I'm like, I'm going to play it the way I want to. So <laughs> before we get too deep in it, into this. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I feel that way to an extent. I'm always willing to be coached to do things or whatever, you know, um, playing other people's music that they've written, like specifically, it's kind of like, Oh yeah, I'll definitely fit in the mold that you want me to fit in. So I've learned how to do a little bit of both. And I, I do, enjoy both you know it's nice to just have somebody just be like free reign do whatever you want noodle around i don't care but it's also kind of nice when someone's like hit these spots and it's like okay you know uh, it's weird well it's kind of how you stay tight you know and i mean like we're pretty loose with it in three finger betty as far as like critiquing one another but we all just kind of know like these are the spots that everybody hits all the time and keep it tight mm-hmm. there and i don't know clint and i have played enough together long enough in different bands for years and years that we kind of have an understanding over where rhythm parts hit and yeah where to stay tight no it's it's there yeah we're in there man we're in the pocket but yeah it's kind of cool to 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 be where we're at now and uh it's not you know it's not like we're busting on the national scene and you know it's gonna make it big or anything it's just it's just kind of fun to be where we're at now you know and uh I'm enjoying the scene that's out there. There's a lot of shows getting booked and a lot of cool people coming out to shows. I, I got that daughter every other weekend. I'm an every other weekend for Every other weekend. <laughs> but hey, you know, the every other weekend, that's not a bad thing. You know, you just, uh, you just do what you can when you can and play shows when you can. And, you know, everything else will work itself out. And mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, man. Is there, well. anything, yeah, is there anything else we didn't talk about yet? Well, we should probably talk about the sad part. Oh yes, let's do that. It's a uh, we're gonna end it on a nice sad note here. Uh, it's not a sad part. It's just a it's it's a it's a sea change. Uh, odds are, I still hold out a little hope, but the odds are we're uh, if you if you came to Goat Horror, you saw Peter play bass. Yeah, um, <laughs> I crushed he, it. Uh, he did because we we in all likelihood need to find a new bassist. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, Jeff, we call him G off has, uh, has some life opportunities that he's been waiting for. So it's, you know, you know what the coolest time to do it. The coolest part about that is as he's been in the band with us, we got to watch him go through school and crush all that stuff to, to get to where he wants to go. So it's kind of cool to watch him go take that step as he wanted to. It's almost like a Milo goes to college situation. Yep. So, well, what's that? He can come back once in a while. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Most of the X members can, even if they don't know it. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. There's so, one that there's one where no, but uh, that's, that's we're talking about me. Uh, when I become an X member, I'm out. 
I have to get my tattoo on my butt removed and everything. <laughs> no tattoo on my butt, but yeah, that'd be funny. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's sad to see him go. I, you know, it's really fun to have him come back because for those that for those that knew, you of hope, but it's it's if anybody is slight has any interest in maybe auditioning for that, and wouldn't be a bad idea to hit one of us up. Yeah, so if you play bass, you want to play bass in a punk band, uh, listen to our stuff, check it out. If it's anything you enjoy, hit us up. If you want to play a lot of shows and have a lot of fun and make zero money. Yeah, yep. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'm not trying to be mean or weird about it, but yeah, it's not like it's going to be super lucrative for anyone. No, no. So, um, yeah, I mean, it is what it is, and uh, that's kind of just the local music scene out there on a, on the small level on the – on the punk circuit and the little rock circuits and those tiny clubs that we play in. But it's, it's not it's payouts. It's just that we put our payouts are what pay for our merch. And yeah. So yeah, we might profit as individuals, but the band at least can sustain itself. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. Is pretty much all of it Without just gets reinvested. Our own money into it. Exactly. You know, that's what we do is, you know, if, if we end up having like a decent payout, it's like, well, guess what? Like here's some money and then this pays for everybody's gas for this trip and the last couple trips and everything else. And it kind of all evens out. Or if you have like a big merch sale day, it's the same deal, but it, we always just put it right back in and reinvest it in, which is, which is kind of cool. Cause like the last album paid for this album and the merch from the last album paid for this album and, and all those shows we went to and everything, it all paid for itself. And it's kind of cool to go get something recorded and not have to just be like forking over 500 bucks each or something. We got like big payouts at shows last summer that pretty much paid for the recording set. Those. Yeah. Bar. Yeah. So. I mean, it's cool. Cause like, like you said, it's like that merch, you know, when it sells and everything else just kind of works out being that way. But yeah, let's track it back. You know, bassist, if anybody plays bass, hit us up, hit one of us up. Uh, I, I will play bass. I've played bass with us before on one occasion, but it's not something I want to do on a permanent occasion ever. So I, 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 I'd do it if you want to rip solos. Uh, well, th- that's the other thing is <laughs> what's that? I, I don't currently own a bass rig or a bass. Oh, well I've got, I've got one you can borrow, but yeah, I, uh, I, I like letting you do the solos. You can shred little shred. You can do weedily deedly bits faster than I can. So I'm game, you know, um, I just need to practice more, I guess. Uh, I keep saying that it's been five years, but, <laughs> but you know, yeah. I don't practice. I just see what happens. There you go. And it works out. It works out well, but yeah. Uh, anybody wants to play bass. I, I believe the prerequisite now is that your name has to be Jeff. We don't care how it's spelled apparently, but, nope. uh, <laughs> you have to be named Jeff. Or answer to Jeff at least when you uh, join the band because I'm I'm not gonna change names now. We can't learn more names. We're too old. No, no, too old for this. So uh, yeah, if anybody out there named Jeff wants to play <laughs> play bass with us, hit us up. We're good to go. No, so yeah. Anyways, it, it is kind of unfortunate. Uh, like you said, it's not like he's like permanently leaving us. He might tentatively still hit up a couple of the shows that he's got booked with us. It's just it it has to line up with his schedule and it's you know. I'm not. I'm not gonna be like, no, this is an obligation. You, you know, I'm not gonna do any of that crap. So, uh, let yeah, me- you get paid absolutely nothing. So this has to take priority <laughs> off what. <laughs> oh my god, it's hilarious. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna let him go do what he wants to do, and it's uh, it's cool that he's out there doing what he wants to do. So congratulations to him, and uh, hopefully he can make it to some of the other shows that we've got got him on the on the books tentatively for. So. 
Uh, yeah. Oh, anybody, wants to, anybody wants to fill in, hit us up. Uh, be on the lookout. We'll uh, bring you back on at least once before the album, you know, the EP, the new EP drops. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe we'll name this one instead of just EP. As as John just silently drinks his drink. Maybe not. It's almost empty. <laughs> do you th- do you feel like we should name this one something? Because we didn't really name the demo is just the demo. And the EP is just the EP. Like they're both just e- self titled. Yeah, we should probably come up with something. Yeah, I mean we've we've had tentative ideas for it, like people. It's calling it. The yeah. People. Yeah, which I'm cool with it. Freaks and degenerates. Yeah. That's us. No, I don't know where. Freaks and geeks. <laughs> Freaks and geeks. No wait, that's already taken. I'll sue us for that. Yes. All right. <laughs> Anything else you want to talk about? Uh, I feel like the, I, I can't believe I did forget that. That was like one of the things we wanted to talk about. But yeah, what else What else we got on the schedule that I forgot? I don't know. Like, this has been fun because we've been ego tripping. Uh, I, 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 my, wrote it down. Uh, one cool thing, and I get to scratch something off the list that just me personally kind of wanted to do. We get to go play this thing called Nickel Fest in Sioux City here towards the end of summer in August uh, sometime. Uh, and uh, the headliner is a hip-hop act. Oh, cool. Yeah, I yeah, it's yeah. A nine, I think it's a nine-band deal at a bar in Sioux City. You never played in Sioux City, so... And uh, what day was that show? <sighs> it's in August. All right, so we need a new basis by August because that's also the same date that I'm double-booked. Yeah, it, it, we might... I, I, if, if we have to go... Uh, be the white stripes, I'll do it. But Oof. that first Betty gig you could watch on YouTube. But uh, I'd rather have a bass player there too. Uh, yeah, if you end up having to go two people on that, you absolutely have to record every drop of it and upload it so we can have like your first two person show ever. And then <laughs> like nine years later to have it see what it sounds like now. That would be pretty funny. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't. I I know. Uh, I would hate to back out on the gig that I have booked. You know that I took first, and uh, that's not an, asking. No, you're not asking me to. That's not right. Yeah, but it's like, I don't know. I just made. I just made the most agreements with everyone. Like whoever books me first, it's just the way it goes, and it's it the, it's the benefit and the downfall of playing in three bands. You know, so and multiple bands. Yeah. So probably do more gigs. Yeah. Um, oh, we should. I uh, I don't have the date on this, but. If, you, if you're a Sleepover fan, uh, there will be our, our new uh, single is done, and it will be uh, released on Spotify soon. Nice. Like in a week or two. Cool. So just go um, to the Sleepover social media. I'm going to put that down below, too. So go to the social media for the Sleepover and check them out. There's a new single dropping soon. So uh, I've heard that recording, and it's it's pretty it's it's good. Nice. That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. Speed of sound and uh, Misha again. Once again, knocking it out of the park as usual. Uh, so, you know, yeah, that's cool too, though. You got the multiple bands things going with uh, not just you know not just the sleepover. You're doing the shit kickers thing. You guys recently had an anniversary show. Yeah, that was fun. Ten years. Ten years. Ugh. And uh, yeah, we're still not any better. So. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. That's cool. No, no. We do have a new bassist for the next 10 years, uh, Austin, so that's good. Cool, cool. New bassists all around, everybody. That's right. <laughs> You're next. You're listening. Oh, my gosh. All right, we got we to end this thing quite yet or no? <laughs> uh, 
you know, I'm having fun. <laughs> if you got stuff to talk about, hit me with it. I'll keep blabbing with you, man. I don't know. I Something will come to me, especially if I go make another drink. Oh, man. Well, let's, I'll tell you what. Let's end this thing, at least for the podcast sake. And you can always come back and talk to me if you want to talk to me. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, thanks for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, like I said, I, I thank you very much for letting me play with you in Three Finger Betty. Without you, there would be no Betty. Cancer Slug Show coming up. Uh, getting yeah. all these crazy opportunities, playing with bands like Goat Whore and things like that. Not to mention you're playing with The Sleepover, too, who's also out there still playing shows. New single coming out, just crushing it. Shit Kickers, 10-year anniversary. Uh, you know, you guys are just one of those like dirty raw three people bands, and I freaking love that too. So, we're, we're gonna a band that never breaks up, never releases a note, but always plays shows somewhere. Yeah, I mean, like, and you guys opened up for like the rumors and stuff before, so like, yeah, you guys are playing. You're playing shows. Played some. We played some good ones. There's a great punk band that I'd love to play with again called Red Kate in Kansas City. We opened for once. Cool. Yeah, book them. Book book them, Dano. (laughs) All right, man. Well, thank you very much for for joining me. Just uh, stick around for a little bit, and I'll uh, end the recording. Oh, yeah. Screw around. All right. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. What a good episode. Sitting down talking with John. It's kind of fun to sit and think about, you know, he's been playing in the music in the the area, in the Des Moines area, for like 10-plus years now. It's pretty wild to think he's that tenured. But you know what? He is. He is. I've been playing with Three Finger Betty for six years now. I don't know. It's been a while. Holy cow. Uh, time is flying, everybody. Time is flying. Uh, yeah, I did want to touch base back on that uh, show that we played this last weekend. Uh, it was down at Lefties in Des Moines. And we're down a bassist. We don't have a bassist at the moment in the band. And so I played the bass. And uh, it's not something I haven't done before. I've played bass. Um... I've played bass a little bit here and there. I used to go to jam nights and play bass because nobody else would play it. And then all the bassists started showing up at jam nights. So then I switched back over to guitar. And I played bass with uh, Jesse, with Jesse Wilson Music, the first time I ever played with him. Maybe the first and second time I ever played with him, I played bass. Uh, I've played bass with Clint Riedel once before. So I have played bass a little bit here and there. But what was interesting about this time was I played the bass guitar. And this is like total gear, you know, nerdy stuff. But... I uh, split the signal and the bass signal I sent to a bass amp and the other signal I shifted it up an octave and added a fifth and then sent that to a guitar amp and whammo you've got power chords on the guitar and you've got bass sounds on the bass so boom that's what we did we ended up going that route uh, sounded great uh, there were some really fun uh, videos that popped up online I was hesitant as to how good it would sound I know there's a couple other pieces of gear I might toss in that little uh, signal chain to kind of make it sound a little bit more natural but I'm still kind of on the fence about how I want to go about doing that so uh, yeah check out Three Finger Betty Live we're changing the lineup a little bit here and there we're going to you know, tinker around with some stuff might add a new bassist might not you never know you're going to have to go to a Three Finger Betty show to check it out or follow Three Finger Betty online And speaking of following people online, scroll down below. All the links for everything John's got going on is down there. There's Three Finger Betty links, there's Shit Kicker links, and there is Sleepover links. We talked a little bit about a new uh, Sleepover single coming out here soon. Uh, You know, Sleepover, they they always seem to chug out awesome music. And, uh, you know, they've been one of those people that, you know, people. They've been one of the bands that have been just crushing it for the last five-ish years. 
uh, here in the scene too. You know, as, as long as I've been with Three Finger Betty, the sleepover's been around. So hats off to Emery and everybody over in the sleepover, not just John. So uh, that's some cool stuff. That's some cool stuff going on there. I do also want to say, uh, go to yes, definitely go check out the links down below. But I do also want to say that uh, last week's, well, not last week's, a couple weeks ago, I did an episode with Mike Schulte and Mike Schulte's uh, Confused Breakfast podcast. I scrolled through it, and there, it had been a while since I'd listened to some episodes. And if you haven't listened to that last week's episode, like directly after this ends, go listen to it with Mike, Mike Schulte. I don't think it was last week. I think I skipped last week. Anyways, go listen to Mike Schulte's episode. The Confused Breakfast podcast is amazing, whether or not you watch movies uh, religiously or whether or not you watch movies, uh, I guess, just kind of whenever they happen to be on, kind of like me. But there's a bunch of movies in there I've seen. There's a bunch of movies in there everyone's seen. So what I did was I went through the episodes that I hadn't listened to yet, and I put them all in a row, and I've been listening to them, and there is some crazy, crazy facts in there. Uh, some awesome movies that they've reviewed in there. Uh, some of them I've seen, some of them I haven't seen. But like I said, there's some there's some classics in there that I know pretty much everyone's seen. So, you know, whether or not it's The Matrix, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Santa Claus, Big Lebowski, anything like that, all sorts of goodies over there so uh yeah like i said go back and listen to that mike schulte episode that we did last week it was killer mike's a hilarious guest he he knows what he's doing on the podcast thing because he's had multiple podcasts and uh, the one he's got going right now is crushing it so head over there it's all coming straight out of iowa too that's one of my favorite things so head over there and support all the all the awesome shenanigans that mike schulte's up to and once again, I'm going to say go down below to the, the links section in this episode and uh, check out all the Three Finger Betty shit kicker and sleepover stuff. Three Finger Betty stuff is going to, you know, like I said, we got a new, a new album coming out here pretty soon, a new little EP. So we've got, we got tons of stuff going on. John's always working hard. And I say it like he's the only one that does any of the work, but, uh, you know, I would, I would say John does 70% of the legwork in the band, uh, maybe even more. You know, that comes down to booking shows and everything. So I send a lot of it his way because I'm, I'm a pretty busy individual, and, and Three Finger Betty's kind of his baby. So hats off to him for doing all of the hard work behind the scenes, and not only that, but doing all the hard work that you get to see in the scene as well so hats off to you john really appreciate you uh letting me tag along in the three finger betty team with you guys and uh i can't wait for that new album to come out it's gonna be great it's gonna be great i do know for a fact this upcoming weekend we're gonna make an attempt to go out and finish the recording on that there's also a, sh a three finger betty show this weekend that uh, kind of an impromptu one that popped up so check that out as well uh, otherwise check out your favorite bands go see them live this weekend there's the audible farm facebook group that allows you to uh, see what kind of events are coming up. So I pop some in there. Other people pop some in there. But there's there's plenty of events in there. I think there's 230 in there right now as of the day I'm recording, uh, finishing the recording for this. So check that out. Otherwise, um, yeah, I guess just leave us a review, like, subscribe, rate, follow, anywhere you're listening to this. No matter where you're listening, there's probably some way to leave a review or a five star or something like that. Or one star. Let us let us know what you think, you know. Let us know you hate me or let us know you, you think it's awesome. We're doing some good stuff over here at Audible Farm. Otherwise, the Audible Farm shops up. Shop.audiblefarm.com. I think that's going to do it for me for today. I'm out of here, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you guys very much for listening week in and week out. And uh, thanks for checking up on me on the weeks that I don't do an episode. It's, it's, it's been pretty rare that I don't put an episode out, but recently it's been a little bit of a struggle with booking a lot of dates and things like that. So thank you guys very much. I'm out. Peace.